Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 216. Um, joined by Linz, uh, my co-host with the most. Oh. Um, but also we have a surprise guest. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been just sitting underwater waiting for the ship to <laughs> come down and find me. And it submerged like, uh, like uh, the Nautilus found oh. me in 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea and dragged me right back up. All right. Uh, my brother Matt, one of the founding fathers of the group, um, trying to take some time out of his busy dad schedule busy. to come join us. Yes. Um, this episode, uh, definitely a little more uh, heartfelt and more smarter and more team because my brother came here to try to uh, help us out after our uh, shipwreck of a show last week. Whatever. You guys are fine. I agree. All right. That's well, besides the point. <laughs> we did get into talking um, about an awesome event that happened in the past, the Amalgam Comics, uh, when DC... And Marvel came together for one last hurrah. We also uh, recast the Justice League and Avengers movies with uh, current Olympiads. Yeah, and I got to bitch a lot about Suicide Squad, which oh. was fun. Yeah, so yeah. so <laughs> how we've kind of been the last month. Right. It, it all comes back full circle. So sit back and relax and enjoy Drunk on Comics, episode 216, Finding Buoyancy. It's easy to just apply Archimedes principle and Well, uh I uh <laughs> at the bar that I was at earlier for lunch, um, learned from the bartender that he doesn't truly believe, well, he is actually a GM, truly believe that the whole uh, giant two corporations merging together is going to hurt small you know, breweries as much as we thought. I, I mean, I don't well, know. You know, there's always the potential. That's, that's what the article is trying to say, is there's that potential for them to get real shady and maybe... Slightly influence which beers get to yeah. be there. Yeah. Well, and I think it was like more like shelf space in stores. Well, I think like... though a bigger thing is I think all these breweries are going to the bubble's going to burst. Yeah, that I mean, might. We be... have. Far I don't know too... if it'll burst. We'll just go. Flat. I mean, there's two things that <laughs> there's two things that I pretty much realized. Skunk. <laughs> we have a a shit ton. Of microbreweries yeah. around. No, no, no. It's a metric shit ton by this yeah. point. A new one just opened. Yeah, and <laughs> and and they're all full. Yeah, still all the time. So the, it's people love their well, beer. Well, that at least in in our hometown, which is like number five on the list of hipsters, uh, and hipsters <laughs> really love their craft beer. So I think our market, at least here, yeah. cozy little Grand Rapids, uh, we're going to be sustaining some microbrews for a while. Founders has been around for. Way before this trend even mm-hmm. got steam, so I've been a mug club member since then. Well, since I could drink, but <laughs> I need to start using that since you don't use it enough. Since I do too. You're use never it. around. Holy shit! You're here. What? Oh, it's Matt's like a... here, you guys. <laughs> I you didn't know what that whose uh, voice that was. <laughs> I've been here every week diligently. I've been astral projecting myself. I can't help it if your equipment isn't good enough to reach me on the astral plane. But I've been here in spirit. You're the ghost. <laughs> my house. Well, you remember that one time when you were uh, making pottery and stuff? That wasn't me. 
So <laughs> I was gonna say this is gonna get real awkward in a second. Should I? First, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I go, "Oh, yeah. I get that reference." You guys are yeah, brothers because we're old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, mm. Hey, are they gonna remake that pretty soon? Probably. Have you heard about? Okay, this is something that, Linz, I need your opinion, and okay. I really don't feel like I can talk because I will truly come off as being a asshole. It's because you have a Y chromosome. Exactly. Um, that's just naturally inherent for us. Um, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven remake, oh. aka Ocean's Eight, with all females. Yes, I, I am. I yeah. am at the point where I, you know, me and my brother. My brother more is PC than I am, but even then, <laughs> I think Matt's more of a feminist than I am. I. It's not that I'm more PC. I just really empathize with other people. I, well, I do as well. However, I think when it comes to creativity, forcing women in a position really <laughs> is not you, the correct you want, term. I don't know if that's the term you want to use. You want to but... retract that statement? Backtrack a little uh, bit? There? Automatically just putting them in, in, in male roles right. to make it be like, whoa, look well, at this. Why not have a script? There's tons of scripts out there that call for a female lead. That That is true. On the other hand, Hollywood doesn't have any new ideas. And so True. recycling old ideas is just part of the right. Hollywood experience right now. And think of this. We only pay women 78% of what a man makes, and so we only have 78% of the women of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's right on par with society here. No. It's, it's just you can of... direct all the hate emails to <laughs> Matt's emails. Uh, that was not saying that it is right that we do that. I'm just saying... As a society, it oh, seems yeah. to be on par. Here's what, though. It doesn't make something original and ooh, the original... Like, when you do remakes, because as I've said many times before, reboots, there's got to be a reason from it. Right. From the original way back when Rat Pack type Ocean's mm-hmm. uh, 11 to the new updated one, that was a lar- long, like, 40-year gap or something. Right. So they updated it. It was better. Yeah. It's only been, like, 10 years since the last... Ocean's well, movie. And, and now, have yeah. they said that this is exactly going to be a reboot and, like, those other ones they don't say exist? They say reboot? Or... Whatever they say reboot. Like, if it was in the same universe, then I feel a little bit better. I don't know. Like, if you I had, hope... like, uh, who was it? Julia Roberts that was mm-hmm. in Ocean's Eleven? Maybe she has her own crew. Like, and... yeah, exactly. Like, I, if you tied them feel... together. And maybe they use George, a lot better Clooney, about that. use George Clooney as, like, the... You know you look a lot this like, like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be funny and it could be well right. written and remade. Um... But even then, though, you're forcing something that I, doesn't need to be here's, forced. Well, but here's the thing. If you want to make another Oceans movie, awesome. It was called Oceans 11 because the main character's Danny name was Ocean. Danny Ocean. Yeah. And he hired 11 dudes. And maybe he should have hired that? more girls, right? Yeah. But when the original was made, it was definitely during a time period where... Well, yeah, it was a Rat Pack movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a gentleman's movie. Yeah. Was, um, mm, so Women didn't watch heist movies back yeah. then. But... Yeah, you're right. We it's it shouldn't just be well. We're gonna throw women in there just to throw women in there. But I will give them enough credit that maybe there's a different angle on things that they can pull, and it, it might turn out to be really cool. There, it, yes, it could. But as what we've learned with Ghostbusters, that is not true. Right. Uh, it's not always true. The reviews did come in a bit better. But also, there's a lot of people, though, that have said a lot of those um, reviews were just shilled in there. They were... See, I liked Ghostbusters. I'm yeah, but you know who, who didn't like it? 
men? People, no, just people in general. <laughs> no, white, Suida, white men? I'm trying to get away from that whole misogynistic, because that was the whole point that they yeah. kept saying, if you don't like this, you're a misogynistic person. And then yeah. all these reviewers then come out and saying how great it is, because they don't want to be labeled yeah. that. Well, right. You're caught in a, in a corner, and, and I think that if you're going to be a movie critic, you critique it based off of its merits yes and there were a lot of them that said its merits sucked and well and that's quite possible because it was a reboot and not because there was four women it could have been because they tried to find the exact same four character roles and just insert women into them which to me is a little more derogatory because you're saying well we really liked how the men played it so why don't you guys try to do that same thing yeah and and That's rather, the way it's going to be with Ocean's Eight. Well, so and, and, exactly. and like you said, as, as a reboot, you have the original cast members uh, having cameos, not actually, Beans. like, we've passed the torch onto them. Like, it would have been great if uh, the girl that, uh, I forget the name, I've seen it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I've read enough about it. The, uh, the girl that was basically the Egon character. Yeah. Right? Uh, who everyone loves because she's supposed to be wickedly funny. Yeah, and she was yeah. she was yeah. super funny. Yeah, in that movie. but what if what if she had been like uh, an intern of uh, Egon and studied all of his stuff and was trying to like recreate and that she was actually working there when the other people came in? Oh, what if that, Bankman was trying? I know I'm saying simple like, the, dialogue that all, I've said too. That all could tons have... of stuff that could have just tied it in together, and it, so it's not. It's not because it's for women that the movie failed. It's because it's lazy writing trying to tap in yes. on something. And also, where's my fucking gorilla? Because that is the best, the original Ghostbusters. Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, speaking of the old cartoons, um, yeah, they have a 70 million loss on this movie. On Ghostbusters? So, yeah, so it is... As everyone was praising, so it's basically ho- like you know, an Hallelujah! This is going to be great, and then the opening weekend looked great, but that was the few people that actually were like saw it wanted it, but most people didn't want to see this. Right. It wasn't marketed well. It had a lot of things going but, against it. But remember the best thing that happened because of it. We got Ecto Cooler back. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we did. Which I have mixed that with Oberon. Wow, <laughs> good. But it, that is you need the orange and the Oberon. And, yeah, okay. So just it's more yeah. orangey Oberon. Yeah. Um, but the studio is going to do more. Uh, they're going to focus on uh, more cartoon. Uh, movies, so they're probably going to go that route now because it's cheaper to do and for Ghostbusters. They, yeah, because yeah, they have an entire production company. Yeah, because they dedicated it, to Ghostbusters now. Yeah, because they just realized that this isn't going in the yeah, like. Which is sad because it wasn't sequel. It was the act. You know, I mean, the girls all did a good job in the movie. Like the fact that it was bad was not any fault of theirs. It's just and like if, Batman versus Superman. The actors were doing a great job. Or Suicide Squad. <laughs> <just a> terrible, <laughs> terrible plot. In I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for them to make uh, Saving Private uh, Rachel or, you know, remember the <laughs> Tatiana's... The, uh... the, the, yeah, I mean, the idea of a heist movie with all females is intriguing, but it doesn't have to be a, a reboot of a movie that's already been made. Yeah. Like, you don't have to take... It's like it's almost like the extreme version of feminism, where we're like, we're gonna take everything guys have done, and we're gonna do it as women and make it better. I, I mean, I, I, I would think I would think the, the cool thing to be would be like have like kind of half and half, yeah. right? And and show where these are the strengths that men have, and you know what? These are the strengths that women have. And look, it's okay to have strengths and weaknesses, yeah. but whatever. Speaking <laughs> of strengths and weaknesses, uh, what was that movie that uh, just recently came out that? Uh, had a lot of weaknesses. Suicide Squad. That yeah. one. So, uh... I went and saw it. 
It was terrible. Aww. Really? Was... <laughs> You're going to go in the face of all of our friends yes. that are in the comic book industry. It was terrible. Most I... of them, at least. Some of them have been honest. Yeah. The ones are lying when they uh, say that. Well, I've heard it... a lot of them say, like, I enjoyed the movie. Right. But it does. And you can enjoy bad movies for yes. what they are. I just saw Yoga Hosers, and that was. The what? Meant to be a bad movie, yeah. but it was terrific. What? Wait, what's that? Yoga Hosers? No. The new Kevin Smith movie? Yoga Hosers, eh? <laughs> Yoga Hosers, eh? Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, I mean, the ugh, the acting in it was good. Harley Quinn was good. Will Smith did a Will he was Smith, Will Smith job. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Jer- Be- better than Wild Wild West? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so so that's, that's a good thing. All the uh, auxiliary characters were good. Even the... The one they threw in, uh, Slipknot, mm-hmm. that I, nobody knew, I guess. He's a Boy Scout that's really, really good at climbing. Knots. Yeah. I just want so, listeners to know the reason why we're like being honest about this and really giving it not a good review, but a bad review, because we're the bad guys. <laughs> just wanted to remind them that, just in case they didn't hear that. That's because <laughs> 50 spoilers. Times. People spoilers like bad too. Guys. Spoilers if you haven't seen this movie and want to see it. Uh, <laughs> They're the bad guys. They'll let you know every five minutes. Yeah. They, um, so they threw, like, they, they build the team. You can tell which ones are going to be important because they give Deadshot, like, a five-minute backstory. They give Harley Quinn, like, a five-minute backstory. Each of the other characters get, like, a minute of backstory. But they all had awesome music. Slipknot, zero backstory. Like, they're getting ready to go into danger. It, and they're like, oh, here's Slipknot. And everybody in the theater had to have been like, oh, it, he's going to he's gonna die. It got it got <laughs> cut in editing like his rope. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone has said that the soundtrack is the best thing of the movie. Yeah. However, even then, they were trying so hard to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I know that and Deadpool. As as yeah, as we said last week, how they opened up better than Guardians did. But we also haven't seen the drop off right. of what it's going to be, which it's probably going to be up there, just as bad as BVS or Ghostbusters and yeah. all these movies that I called from day one of. It's not going to have that retention. Ooh, sure. Ooh, everyone... Tony's so smart. He called it from day one. He always does. Actually, I did. I really had high hopes, and I did want to go see this. But yeah, you. I mean, here's the thing. Go see it. Like, no, movies but... Are, but movies are so subjective. Like, so many people, like you, our friends, loved it. Like, loved it. But they it. are overlooking key pieces. Deadshot, who never misses. Who said he never misses. Waller says, you can be free. Go home to your daughter, which is his only motivation. Right. Only motivation. And misses Harley Quinn. And misses and goes, oops, Oops, I I missed. missed. Because he didn't want to kill her. Yes, but if your person, your story arc is what you are motivated for, your daughter, you want to go home and get out of this, and you decide, no, we're family. You know, it doesn't work. Going back to, like I said, the soundtrack Yeah, but if you kill off Harley Quinn, you kill off basically the only spinoff you can have from this. Well, and the best character in the movie, to be quite honest. She did an amazing job in that movie. But don't don't make that the scenario in the movie. Yeah, don't write write yourself into a corner that you have to have a bad... Right. And that's where, where, again, it's it's poor writing that is is the failure of many of these movies. Not the acting, not the premise. It's just poor writing. Or... Or possibly, well, or possibly editing, because editing both. has such an important... It was both the, in this the, movie. Uh, I forget who the actor is for Captain Boomerang. Because he was good as part, but then he had to have some weird, I like, pink ponies. Yeah, that, that to me, I think that's like a like pull from Deadpool. Australia. Yeah, make yeah. it weird and yeah. stuff, which it, you're forcing this stuff right. that doesn't mm. need to be forced. Right. The characters were great on the they pages. Were. 
they didn't but, come over well. Well, but the the potential of a Harley Quinn movie, I think, is really high. I mean, I, it's almost it's going to be a Harley and Joker movie. Well, well, that's another no, thing. Two no, people were pissed uh, well, how much they um, marketed it being Joker being in there, and I knew it. That's going to be only flashback. Yeah. He's not really in the movie. Well, he's trying to spoilers. He's trying to like rescue her essentially yeah but yeah. he wasn't a key component to the movie like most people thought right. he's on the suicide right. squad yeah. which we now he have put that- a lot of effort into rescuing her too which i thought was really weird for joker like yeah. usually he's like oh harley uh, you know it's yeah they have well, a thing but it, like if she gets captured or something totally happens uses to her, her he's kind of like oh i saw a nice little uh, meme about talking about like i don't want my love to be like romeo and juliet i want it to be like the joker and harley quinn yeah because you want to be in a relationship where the guy basically psychologically abuses you yeah. and makes you do the his dirty work yeah. as part of his crazy schemes yeah that seems like really healthy right. also uh you know spoiler alert romeo and juliet is also a terrible example of yes, uh, they were relationship to themselves yeah, after knowing each other a day so. yeah the love story <laughs> okay. we need. but but i want to get back to uh the one thing that i, I appreciate that dc is doing because uh of the trailers for justice league i'm like okay this looks like batman vs superman not excited but i am excited for wonder woman Yes. I actually think Wonder Woman looks pretty awesome. And a Harley Quinn movie, if you let her team up with Poison Ivy. Oh, that would be way better than her doing a Joker movie. Yes. And you have a strong theme. Joker I think sucked. that I think they've actually I think DC might that's the that's one place I think DC can beat Marvel right now is if they get good female characters and yeah. they get them good movies. Right. Their own movies. I agree. But wait, we're gonna soon see female flash? Female like, just throw that in? Female there Aquaman? Fem- there is a female Flash. I know, but there I'm saying, though, Aquaman. they're going to be taking over <laughs> the... It's his wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the, the, the movie, the writing was writing was horrible. It was it was bad. There were so many times... There's just things that just didn't make sense. At the mid, the end mid-credits, when oh, Bruce when it, comes and gets the, the, the files... From Amanda them, Waller. Wait, what... Why did he need those files? Because he already stole them from Lex in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. So why did oh, this he? One need had, well, this those one were had heroes. These were the villains. This one had Enchantress. No, because no, it had Aquaman in it. And and Cyborg. Okay. And Cyborg. And did, did yeah. he, and did he show up as Bruce Wayne to get them from yeah. Amanda? So, so basically, let me tell. Well, let me tell you. She made a joke of you need to stop working late at night. Yeah. And he looked, huh. turned around and, and looked he's like, "You need to shut this down." Which so that's going to be tension later on. Well, and that's another strong point. Amanda Waller, Viola Davis. On point. Uh, she was 100% the, the just conniving bitch that and you, Amanda Waller She is. plays a terrible person, <laughs> she, and you love her for she, it. She, so. Yes. Yes, she was she was on 100% on point. Well, I think the biggest thing that they're suffering from right now is they have so many good villains, mm-hmm. but they fought generic zombie demons in in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, no-faced, what are these things? Well, they're, to, they're, they're people that were... Uh, I know, but it really didn't make any of the fight scenes. Enchantress, I thought, was just a terrible villain. Wait, she's a Marvel go. villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different, different Enchantress. Yeah. Because she's going to be in Thor Ragnarok, so... Yeah. She'll be probably better <laughs> than this Enchantress. Well, but, speaking of uh, Marvel versus uh, DC and, and some things, it has... Derek wanted to jump the gun last week and said, hey, let's just do this. One of the reasons Matt is here is to try to help help right the ship, because I can't sink it good enough. (laughs) Apparently I don't bring up enough topics. Tony thinks that he's a submarine. It's kind of cute. No, no, it's been 20 years since the Amalgam comics, which 
was a big venture between when the kids could be friends, DC <laughs> and Marvel. And there have been... There before, have been before Disney owned Marvel and basically told everyone else how the game that they're playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there had been many... Uh, the first thing that started with both these companies was they both had some rights to The Wizard of Oz, and they were both going to like market their own comic books, um, except for DC had the rights to... Um, the the movie where Marvel had like the original um, book, and since the movie and the book is slightly different in how big and expansive they explain yeah, the like world are, yeah, silver slippers and ruby slippers. Yes, yeah. um, they then decided to maybe do a joint um, comic, and from there they they grew and had a few more things. Now this is back early seventies, mid seventies that this came about, and so they had a good working relationship. This is far before just movies and anything was even thought right. about. And they then decided to have, like, some Superman and teaming up with Spider-Man and some other books. And then they thought, hey, what if we sit down and, like, have a versus uh, match between some of these people? We'll have, like, uh, teams of people from your group to our group, either a writer on one side and then an artist on the other. And we'll have these things come together. And it was a giant battle. It was people... It's what every fanboy ever wanted. Yeah, It's what they do at home. It's what they talk and, about. And the <laughs> fights were... Uh, the, who won them were um, decided by the fans. They had people call in so that they could say who would win in this fight. And remember back in the day when comic readers could oh, inform... Remember when they killed the, off Jason Todd? Yeah, and, because that's what... they didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> that was one of our darker moments. Yes. And that's it, when they stopped listening to the fans. <laughs> And besides the the um, DC versus Marvel, they created out of it with the two uh, god brothers who oversaw both universes. Only one was going to live. One universe was going to live after the whole battle, um, and they were going to decide, you know, the fate of their universe. Um, they decided to come together, and they created a new person called Access, who kind of had could go in between different worlds. Access. Yes. Not like, axes. Yeah. Access. access. Like I have access to both worlds. Yes. That's. Yeah, very, very Creative, original. yeah. <laughs> and during the Axis, whole thing... Axis, Axis. Yes, Axis. I love the English language. <laughs> <laughs> so they then battled, and what the two big god brothers decided is, hey, let's smash these worlds together. And that became the Amalgam Comics. And besides every fanboy's dream of seeing... You know, Superman versus Captain America mashed together. Is seeing them yes. mashed together. <laughs> that was my. That was definitely my favorite part. Is the is the the mix-ups. Yes, because uh, by far the coolest was Dark Claw, Wolverine, Batman. Like the moodiest Logan, hero Logan, Logan, you could Logan ever create. Wayne. Yeah, Logan. yeah, but the, but even even cooler was his bad guy Hyena, who was the mix-up of Sabretooth and Joker. Oh, yeah. that one was. I mean, amazing thought. A lot of these books had um, some great visuals, not only like the art, but just how they they came about. I mean, um, I, I but I mean, the, here's one though: the mashup of Namor and Aquaman. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's like, uh, isn't that just doubling down? <laughs> <laughs> I, and see, there's so many of them because they did. Well, a great job of, of mashing as many people as they could together. <laughs> Doctor Strange Fate. Doctor Strange Fate. Well, he was one of the big... Uh, his book kind of revolved around knowing... He was one of the few that knew that it wasn't supposed to be, that this universe yeah. together wasn't supposed to be. But for a good couple months, 
these books were like the only thing that they put out. They didn't put out any other thing. They just had the DC versus, which was like just a tie-in book, and then right. they had all these spinoffs. The last and, girl. And Doctor Fate, which you then found out the big reveal at the end, um, that he was then in fact Doctor Strange Fate. So Doctor Strange and um, fuck, what's his name? Um, Doctor Fate. Yeah, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. <laughs> <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to think of his, his title, Sir Fate. Uh, it's Mr. Doctor. Fate. Yeah. Uh, was uh, Professor X. And it's like, uh, wow, that was like a big reveal. There were so many really cool um, things within the books. Um, I forget where the fuck I was going to go with this. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, going off. Uh, yeah, so my favorite by far was also Dark Claw, which I just reread last night. And uh, But you can tell these were definitely like 90s flavored comic books because the women in, the, in these comic books have waists the size of pencils and really pointy boobs. Oh, one of them, one of them, <laughs> kinda, one of them that I like that. And I can, you, can you see their feet? Because, uh, no. As a, so, Did Rob so maybe, Liefeld's so, so, yeah. <laughs> One of them, one of them that I liked was uh, Sparrow, which was uh, Jubilee and Robin, yes. which Dark Claw being Wolverine Jubilee was kind of his sidekick, yep. and then obviously... Makes total sense, And yeah. that was, like, there were some good, like I said, pairings that, that happened throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super, one th- Superman was able to pick up Thor's hammer in the big battle, and then later when he goes, well, to, try to, he goes to try and pick it back up again, he's no longer worthy. And it's like, you might be worthy for the moment... But only Thor's worthy for the long haul until he gets something whispered in his ear. Yeah, and I was going to say, well, until you, I mean, that's not true. I remember where I was going with the whole Doctor Strange, Strange fate was um, my favorite of the pairings, though, was uh, Th- Thanoside. Oh. Which was Thanos and Darkseid. Like, Again, doubling down. <laughs> yeah, like, I also thank, still thank you, think Jim. that that's, it sounds like a, like a legal term. Like, yeah. you're guilty of Thanoside. <laughs> What's that? Killing whole stuff. I mean, he really didn't look different than anything. Like, at least the Sparrow was Jubilee in a Robin costume. Yeah. Like, you could tell it was. Right. The Dark Claw was Wolverine face, but in, like, a more souped-up Claw Batman. Like, you could tell who was the more so predominant. Right. The predominant person was, but Thanoside was... Which one is more predominant? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're the same. I, I also do love though the Captain America Superman mashup. That uh, the Super. shield is a big S. You mean Super Soldier? Yeah, Super Soldier. <laughs> well, one of the things I also love too within the books is that they made it seem like this universe was always there. Um, they had the little editorial boxes of saying check out in this other book. You know this, which didn't exist ever. Oh yeah. Um, they just did one shots for all of these, didn't they? Or were Pretty they much. full series for? No, a couple of them had a, a couple Co- yeah, series like, runs. Yeah, um, that explained a little bit of what was going on. Um, Any stories that they could actually go beyond one, right. they kind of well, right. Yeah. And then there was the main storyline where you have Avengers main characters and Justice League main characters. Right. But going to events and everything that yes, when it's said and done, things don't matter. Then this is one of them where then they they went about they created a shared character mm-hmm. who hasn't really showed up ever at all again no. mm-hmm. access dude but it was such a fun run that it is one of those things that really should be remembered and people if you want to have fun just reading something great these are some good books also the stories were just amazing also if you can't figure out how who to cosplay as oh my god that's such great or, cosplay or, co- ideas. or come up with your own like come up with your own mix up and stuff. Yes. Those are those are always when we go to cons. That's some of my favorite stuff. I saw a uh, Iron Man 
uh, Boba Fett suit, yeah. which was still one of my favorite cosplays that I've, I've seen. So, well, or 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 the My Little Pony Halo. Oh. Master Chief, the bro, oh. Master Chief was also really good. So, yeah, well, I collected, <laughs> I collected a lot of these books, and this got me interested in the multiverse, not just within comics, but in like a real life theory and and looking all at the science of that. And won't even get into that nerdiness, but within the comic books, <laughs> you find deeper down the nerd hole yes. with these, is what you're saying. <laughs> but finding out that Marvel has a designated universe because they have a huge multiverse, not just fifty two. Well, like they did. Um, they still have a I multiverse. I, they haven't really. They've they haven't only gone said back like to a couple it, but, of them yeah. um, for some of the stories, but where we always know that there's always 52 within DC. But right. even multiversity, they had a one designated that the description so was pretty much Marvel. Tony, is that where you yeah. got your college degree from? Multiversity. <laughs> that was that was the really meta. Uh, comic book series that they did, wasn't it? Well, that one was the... Yeah. Like, it knew it was a comic book? Was that... Or was that just one of them with No, that was that just one of them, the dude that knew he was a comic book. Yeah. I forget his name, but, uh... No, it was just one of them where it kind of was... They, in, with the small story was then they picked up a booklet in there, which then had designated Universe 1, Universe 2, and it went through the numbers. There's, like, four of them that didn't have something, so they kind of write them in later. Um, that was a really good series, too. Uh, they will. They have a, a cartoon on the CW Seed coming. Do you know what the CW Seed is? It's a online CW. Huh. That's where Vixen. Vixen. They showed Vixen on before she transitioned okay. into the okay. the regular TV shows. But anyway, they're introducing a gay superhero series on CW Seed, and it's from Multiversity, which I didn't read any of that, but I think that sounds... Oh, you need to pick it up. Yeah, really interesting. But I got was uh, Freedom Fighters, The Ray is what it's going to be called. Okay. And it sounds like they want to start, like, this is what their starting ground for all their superhero characters, and then eventually they're going to transition them into the actual TV shows. But I don't know if that would work, because... Because it's not dynamics this. synergy. What <laughs> word are you looking for? I don't know. I don't know. But it that's I think that's kind of exciting and I'm it's good for them for kinda of going outside of the box on characters possibly no one's ever heard of before. You know what? I like characters that we haven't heard of. Uh just like some of the athletes we're about to talk about. No. Because this is your Olympic episode. <laughs> Four years ago. Four I wouldn't years necessarily ago. name this whole episode because if it were, I totally wanted to sit down like we did four years ago and did the Winter Olympics. <laughs> well, that was two years ago, Tony, because years? Winter Olympics are every two no, years but beyond we did the summer. Well, then it would have been six years until we originally... No, because no. you, you guys haven't yeah. been around that long. We, that <laughs> we did. Four years <laughs> ago, we did the podcast. Summer did Olympics. Summer one? Yes, we did. Because we talked about how, like, the Flash would win. We talked about which superheroes would win which events. Well, like, I the know, Flash man. is the clear winner for... Gotta have uh, to go in the archives and things. post that where, where it was that a good... Had, that it was, was a like, good. first... That was your guys' like, first year, too. It was. We were like that was one in. of my favorite episodes to make. Certain people didn't think it would be great and didn't participate that much. But me and my but, brother, man, we, but, we killed but it. We can't, but we can't, we can't blame Kevin for that. <laughs> Anyways, uh... <laughs> So, in remembrance in the spirit of the games and, you know, world unity, we thought what we'd do is uh, recast a lot of these whitewashed, uh, male-dominant uh, superhero movies yes. with uh, some new athletes. I'm going to so, so if we're gonna, out. So, if we're going to redo 
Uh, let's let's start with the Avengers, shall we? If we're going to redo the Avengers as uh, using Olympic athletes, then uh, well, we we need a decathlete to play Captain America, right? So we're going to cast American decathlete Ashton Eaton uh, as the uh, the Star Spangled Banner holder. All right. Star-spangled banner holder. Because <laughs> hopefully he'll bring home a gold for us. Yes. Um, this one, kind of because being a little rich, flamboyant, I mean, when you get into equestrian, you need to kind of really have the money to do it. Um, <laughs> Astier Nicolas from uh, France um, would be probably the, the best uh, for that. For for Iron Man, yeah, for Iron yeah. Man. Well, and not only that, but we thought that uh, since Iron Man always uses a machine to do all of his dirty work, that man, the horse does all the work. Yeah. Yet the rider gets the medal. So, so we kind of thought that Equestrian would be the the perfect ride. Also, that guy's French and he just looks pompous. <laughs> but then again, all the horse riders. Look I was pompous. gonna say, yeah, I think that's just a horse I, rider and, thing. And, and I know it's safe to say that. Because I am so far below them in society, <laughs> there ain't no way that's getting to any well, of them. Well, they're so far below you in height. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so that's a little stretch of, like, trying to say why, because really there's not a suit-building competition <laughs> to really truly say Yet. a real-life person that could be this. However, archery is real. Yeah, that's so true. So we can easily class our Hawkeye uh, from India uh, at New Das would yeah. be would be and, great. And one of the reasons we picked them is we don't we don't have the winner yet for gold, so it's we don't know who is the best of the best. Uh but we do oh, know when this is posted we will, but well, yeah, as probably, it's recording. Yeah, as we're recording Dates we don't and times that's, that's they don't exist. We also think that his third round victory was stunning. <laughs> nailing <laughs> nailing it to ten bullseyes out of nine. Predictions? No, that was actual the truth. No. Like the, the Indian press was like all about like that guy has squeaked by in his third. I was round gonna say we could do like I did for the Super Bowl and be like, I can't believe <laughs> oh the God. blank and then like <laughs> and then he edited blank, in later. And then I just said that the was name. one of the best Simpsons episodes because <laughs> <laughs> they replay it every year now. <laughs> they do. All right, so um, uh, Thor. Well, it's very easy to find who should play Thor because he's a contestant in the Hammer Toss. However, there weren't a lot of uh, Norsemen. Nor- they Norsemen. Really- there was a finish. There was a finisher, um, but he was already he done. Finish? He's already done. Um, no, but Blast, so. Like. <laughs> uh, but one of the uh, I think one of the hopefuls is uh, Polish uh, hammer thrower Pawel Fadjek, and if, and just the picture of him with his beard. He just. He looks like a happy guy, and he's got glasses. So I'm like, oh, it's got a Donald Blake vibe to it, too. So so we thought he'd be really good. Uh, Rounding out the team, uh, Hulk would be played by Brazilian Fernando Rios uh, for he men's 105-kilogram weightlifting because the man is huge. He's as strong as the Hulk, and since he's from Brazil, the home country, he'd be wearing a lot of green. So what's what's that 150 what kilograms? 105 kilograms. What's that in American? What's that in American? Uh, (laughs) Over 245. That sounds way more impressive. Yeah, (laughs) these are the biggest boys, and it's it's men over that. So the guy could be like 300 pounds if you wanted to be lifting. Huge and veiny. Yep. Ugh. No, he, just huge because yeah. uh, if in order to be a power lifter like that, oh, they're your always core, tiny. yes, the, your your body, like the oh. strongman guys, are are hardly ever toned because right. they're just so big. Look at the mountain on Game of Thrones. That's oh. what I was just gonna say. Yeah, like, no, he is he's yeah. real life. They have like beer yeah. guts. Yeah. So then uh, finally, uh, Black Widow would be played by uh, American gymnast Simone Biles. 
because she's already won a gold medal uh, with the team all around. She's projected to be a hopeful for gold medal and individual. And also she is she is small, Extremely but she is fierce. talented in every single area. She, she is strong. Uh, one of my friend's uh, three-year-olds actually uh, said to his mom when he was watching her do gymnastics, is, Mom, I want to do gymnastics and be as strong as her. Awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So that's our Avengers my heart team. just swelled. And again, if you don't know who some of these athletes are, that's okay, because that's the point of the Olympics, is you learn new people in new countries. Right. All right. So uh, for our Justice League movie, we got two of them that are just easy shoe-ins. Aquaman is going to be played by... Dan Phelps. Michael Phelps? Or Michael Phelps. (laughs) I was like, I know that one! Sorry. No. I I was going to say, I was going to say Ryan Lochte, but... No. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Let me explain this. Dan Phelps is one of my good friends I went to college with. Also, does my home insurance. If you guys need insurance, go to Dan Phelps. But we te- we've been talking back and forth about his cousin at the Olympics, so my bad. Nice, nice job, Tony. Yeah, really fucked the pooch on that one. Dan's <laughs> like, the man- awesome, he thinks I could be Aquaman. Hey, hey Tony, Trust Tony, me, how, many gold, how many gold medals does Dan Phelps have? Because Michael Phelps has at least 22 as of this recording. All right, um, and The Flash is going to be played by... Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Yes, I know um, he, two names. Yes, he's even got the you know the lightning bolt yes. you know, part. So that was that was easy. That's on point. Um, a little bit more difficult for uh, Wonder Woman, and so we decided to uh, cast a sword maiden, Ibtihaj Muhammad, the uh, Muslim American uh, fencer. And so three spots to round it up. We have uh, Batman. Tony, yeah. who do you think should play Batman? Um. Well. Pretty much, she was uh, for the gold all around in the team in um, was it gymnastics? Yeah, men's gymnastics. Yeah, uh, Kohi uh, Uchimuro. He's yeah. from Japan, yep. which kind of fits with the whole ninja setting. Yeah, and uh, just Batman being an acrobat, yeah. uh, figured you have yeah. to be good at that. Um, Cyborg uh, was a difficult one because again, you don't have a lot of machines. No, but we decided since Cyborg. Uh, played football in college before he kind of got transformed into a superhero. Yeah, that uh, we have actually this year six NFL players that are in the Olympics. So they're kind of missing their practices, but what the there's hell, man? six of them? I thought there was only one. No, there's there's six okay. uh, that are, or I mean, that yeah, that went on the U.S. team, which is the for most football? in. Yeah, that from American at, football? They're no, professional? they go for football. They went for different sports. Oh, so really? whether. It's running, whether it's this or that. It's impressive, um, actually. Yeah, and that's so. A lot of their home teams um, are rooting them on to to go for the gold for what they're in. I, I think like they miss they, some preseason, like they do but that's about it. Football in yeah. the Olympics. No, uh, they do do football, but it's cooler football. It's called rugby. rugby yes. Yeah, and uh, Nate Ebner from the New England Patriots is there uh, representing uh, Team USA, and he's also our cyborg. Yeah, and you know, and again, since this is a multicultural world event, we do understand that he's not uh, African American like Cyborg is, uh, but he's tough as nails because he's a rugby player. Yeah. Uh, so, I... and that leads us to Superman, and well, Wait. Superman's dead in yeah. the Justice League, so and there's no way that DC would bring him uh, about. <laughs> so uh, we'll just say. Uh, he, he's the Olympic no. torch. <laughs> or, Who's or the, the mascot? The, the, the doves that, uh, that sit on the torch right before it's lit <laughs> and burn up. Or we could say he's going to be some of these athletes in a couple of months when they Aww. pass away from all the aquatic water Aww. that they drink. Aww, the, 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 the diving water. pool turn green. Like 
I did. I was actually when I was watching it, I noticed that the hot tubs that the divers get to hang out in and stuff uh, were all kind of a greenish color, and I was like, maybe it's a mineral bath or it's highly <laughs> chemicalized. It has to be. Yeah. When we were coming up with this list, I had two other people that I'm like, oh, how can we fit them in? And I was trying to say like Mr. Fantastic for being stretchy, but then we'd have to go a whole route of them. But they can both fit in for one perfect person. Mr. Glass from the movie Unbreakable. Um, and that is the French gymnast Samir Ayat uh, Said Broke his leg and very prolifically has been all over. Sucks for him, too. When they put him in the stretcher and he fell right down on the ground, like they dropped him. Oh, uh, no. That yeah. sounds like a comedy so, moment in a movie. Th- yeah, terrible <laughs> for him. And then also the the Armenian weightlifter, um, Andranik uh, Karapitin. Yeah. Tore out if, his arm we, with yeah, weightlifting. He, he was lifting it up above his head, and it went behind his head, and it just broke we, his arm. And whole. Uh, we were watching, we were watching some of the uh, lighter weight classes, uh, the hundred thirty five pounders, sixty two kilograms. Um, <laughs> to say what's that in your uh, doing weightlifting? <laughs> and uh, I was explaining to my wife how like that is one of the sports that you have the most chance of getting a horrific career ending injury right and uh and then my son was watching it too and he was just so happy whenever someone lifted it and as if he's go good job yay and i was just like oh this is why the olympics exist to bring people together to root on people from all countries not just your own um and see some really good uh sport and competition so sexy men and speedos and six packs there there's a lot of hip bone in in the v Yes. A lot of Tarzan. Uh, yes, there we, is. We could, there's a lot of swimmers that we could cast as Tarzan yes. right now. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so that is our, our recasting of the Avengers and Justice League with uh, Olympiads. So. Well done, gentlemen. Sorry um, I can participate, but I don't sport. You did. You, you know sport. two of them. I did know two of them. You knew lots of sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, though, yes, we always talk about the differences between you know people that are into sports and People are in comic books and they usually don't mess. But yeah, there's a lot of people now that Venn diagram has been very getting closer and smaller. A multifaceted. Plus, it's the Olympics. You got to root on. Right. Go home team in sports. Go sports. Yeah. (laughs) And you really can say that during the Olympics because it's a lot of different sports. Hey, Fiji just destroyed Great Britain in rugby, uh, and it's good for Fiji. Like. They yeah, just their, their country. They don't have a ton of athletes, right? And the their rugby players brought home gold for them. Nice. So I'm real proud of them. Good job. Hey Matt, you still watch that Lucifer show, right? Yeah, because so, it was amazing. I don't know how, but I. This I've is heard what, this from is what, so many people that it's good. This it, is where we kind of gotta agree to disagree. Well, this is kind of like where you gotta it's watch it to believe it. Oh. <laughs> Which, which is okay. You know, there's not enough hours in the day to watch everything, but uh, I just don't get this whole his mom thing. I love his mom thing, and spoiler alert: his mom escaped hell. Um, because it, helper, what? <laughs> because it is such a, 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 it totally deviates from the comic books in a way that makes me go, okay, this is something different. You're not trying to be. The comic book, which is why I can I will now judge you on different standards. When I first heard about it, when it first started, okay, I was is like, "True," and I can yeah. take that um, advice. But is it still it's, the buddy every cop like every episode a different bad guy, or have they gotten past that and turned it more into a serialized like Avengers? There was or uh, in the Shield? well in the first season there was a reoccurring like menacing kind of character like who, Supernatural who got who got 
bad as and worse as the the story went on. And then there was always his, uh, Amendiel, the other angel, who was his adversary. But now it turns out those two have to work together to find Mom. Twist. So, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and Mazakin falling for Amendiel. Uh, which I did not see coming. I was thought, oh, she's going to totally kill him at some point. But uh, no, she just kind of likes to have sex with him because apparently angels are really good at that. I would imagine. And have you That's seen his? Be true. Have you seen his six pack? Because I have, and wash the laundry yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do have a new uh, actor joining. Uh, Sopranos actor whose name I'm going to. Michael something Yoni. <laughs> He's going to play Ural, uh, another one of the uh, the angels. Um, In- Imperioli. Yeah. So so when when I'm putting up this podcast and I have to spell out uh, his Michael name, Michael and something Yoni. Dan Phelps. It was Dan Phelps. <laughs> okay. Touche. Fuck. <laughs> So yeah, so I am definitely looking forward to Lucifer uh, season two, um, and uh, I'm also looking forward to actually finally seeing Preacher here pretty soon. Oh, the first season's oh my God. done, and yes, and it's gonna keep going. Oh my God, there's something there's. So this last week there wasn't much to talk about. No, and, and, and then Tony we, gave us shit. Yeah, for, for not having now shit there's to talk way, about. way too much to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to touch on Stranger Things. Oh, God. Holy cow, amazing. But we, we Tony, will... you really shouldn't touch we Stranger Things do. because you don't know where Especially they've been. Stranger Things. We should do just like a whole nostalgia. I mean, we kind of went a little nostalgic today with the Malcolm. But... Yeah, but I want to talk about that. But Matt, I for for have the you, love of my brother. You know, Stranger yeah. Things, I'm, uh, it's on my to-do. Fuck, I, just finished, I just finished the first two seasons of Penny Dreadful. Oh. So I'm going to watch the third just one. get it inside of you right yep, now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Like a demon, I'm gonna get Penny Dreadful, and then uh, and then Stranger Things. I think is gonna so happen, good. So. You know what? Oh I just caught God. up on total side tangents from what I'm gonna get in. Oh, because we <laughs> like you have to announce when we're doing tangents. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we we are like a cosine efficient uh, trigonometry. We're like a roller coaster that has five different paths you can go down. And... <laughs> so choose your own adventure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally finished Red versus Blue. It's been forever since I. And what sucks is, that is that when you watch it, like all twenty-two seasons. Is that there's that, fourteen. Is that a ha- okay, that's 14. the Halo um, thing, yeah. right? Actually, there's th- I think there's thirteen out right now. I can't remember what the number was. Um, no, fourteen. Was that a YouTube thing before? It yes, was on it was YouTube. TV? It was on well Rooster Teeth, but yeah, YouTube yeah. Uh, video. Uh, what I found out the other day is Netflix has all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like two hours. A se- they're just a whole season. Though. They mm-hmm. aren't cut up really mm-hmm. like they would. Which made it so much easier to not have to sit through the stupid beginning. Reloading, of each one. And yeah. yeah, and holy cow, love that show. Caboose. Amazing. <laughs> I've now realized why my nephew Milo reminds me so much of something. He is Caboose. Aww. The things that he says, or or maybe oh Caboose has the IQ of a four year old. You know. So I got to interact with Milo today, and he told me. I should eat pizza because even though I had dinner, that I won't get a stomach ache if I eat more pizza. Um, but he also said that he gets sick because sometimes he eats paper <laughs> and other plastic things. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm glad that he's confessing that to you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and I do love his his. Uh, his health uh, advice, you know, <laughs> eating pizza makes your stomach feel better. Yeah. Ask uh, drunks everywhere, <laughs> and uh, they will agree with that. So, um, 
something that I know that you you already know about the giant flat uh, crossover that's happening with uh, Arrow, Legend of Tomorrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Yeah. It's flat, you mean Flashpoint? Yeah, what the four episodes? Yeah, they're doing Flashpoint. They're doing. Yeah. yeah, it's Flashpoint. But okay, did you have you watched Flash at all? No, he not, completely not he completely fucked up his his own backstory. I, I so they, ha- they the pretty worst, much have to do Flashpoint. To the fix worst it. part about that is that they just spent the entire like three or four episodes beforehand letting him come to terms with what had happened. Yeah, and then like he giving it him up. peace. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he just willy nilly. No, nah, I'm gonna go back and change that. Yeah, and it's like Fuck. well, the thing is though is. As they've always explained in all the universes, though, he can't ever truly save um, his mom, Flash Martha, otherwise the universe Flash implodes. So. <laughs> but, all their moms are just Martha now. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. But, uh, no, it's different from that, though. Uh, Supergirl and The Flash are also having a two-episode crossover, musical crossover. So not with this thing. I hope the yes. music meister is the bad guy. Oh my gosh. That was my favorite Batman Brave and the Bold episode. I know. Neil Patrick Harris singing. <laughs> yes. I, th- but this, is, this, uh, I, this does not surprise me at all. Because having a musical episode is the mark that you have longevity. Yes. Tony, <laughs> Transfor- Transformers Rescue Bots at the end of season three, and now they're on season four, has a musical episode. It's a kid's cartoon nice. that has a musical episode with... An absolutely explainable reason why everyone's singing. So, yeah. you, what was the, well, what was the, the, the uh, their their whole town has super science type deal and sound uh, waves. What, took what, over. No, because no, you don't have any of the you don't have. There's no conflict in in that episode. It's just Transformers like rescuing right. people. There, it's that, for little kids. Yeah, it's for yeah. little kids. And, and yeah. Milo loves it. He can tell you all about it. But uh, the uh, doctor created this thing that auto tunes your voice, and then someone got it you know malfunction and put it in a tv van which was then broadcasting the signal and that's why everyone started singing which i go you gave the kids a super science explanation but you gave them an explanation right brilliant instead of just singing yeah instead of just singing. it'd be interesting to see how they do a musical episode but both the girl who plays supergirl and the guy who plays flash i'm sorry i don't know their actual names but they were both in glee they were yeah that's right so there you go. They you know see. they're musical. Well, already. and I was going to say, and... Um, the one guy, oh, the guy forget- from Flash yeah, guy- was in Rent. Yes, I was, yes. I was just going to say, uh, you have a Broadway actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually listening to those guys, uh, like, singing when they're on set and stuff like that, uh, him and Ramon. Yeah. And all three of them singing is like, oh, good job. That'd be interesting. So, anyways, yeah. Um, so, lots are- of good TV to look forward to here in the next month or so. Right. Yeah. Um, good news from... Earlier in the week, um, there was a news article that this was kind of sad, um, that finally got posted, but um, happy ending in the end. Uh, Ooh, got a happy ending. I like when things end in happy endings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was about $85,000 in missing comic books um, after San Diego Comic Con. There was a retailer there, had a a rare, like, vintage box. Collection, yeah. Yeah, had, like, Amazing Spider-Man number one, um... Fuck. Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Keep two that of those. shit on lockdown. Yeah, and they went missing, and it that just sucks. Right. And so the news got around of hey, this you know this happened. Um, good. No, it wasn't malicious or anything. Somehow, so who knows how it all came down? But another exhibitor there had found when he was unloading back at his home warehouse uh, the box. And he saw there were some uh, flyers or stickers of this person's shop from Florida. So California to Florida, um, 
the dude then said, "I'll you know, Florida man said, I'll go come over and drive. And the guy's like, no, I can, I'll send it to you FedEx. Like, which is really awesome in the comic yeah. book world that, you know, help them. I mean, he could have kept Fa- faith, yeah. faith in humanity has been restored. Comic nerds, I mean, we yell at each other about our opinions about things. We often disagree. But, uh, you know, we got to keep the community strong, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jason Momoa news. There's two. There's two things with it? There's two Jason Momoa news, news things this week. The first one is not surprising at all, and they announced the villain in the new Aquaman movie. Oh, my God. That <laughs> pissed me off so much when, <laughs> when you guys sent me that link, and I go... Why did you need to send me that? Why did they need to make a news article over it? I know. It's not surprising. It's I, kinda, I'm not even going to say who it is, because everybody it, knows. Yeah, it's kind of like saying that Aquaman will take place in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was talking to my uh, my 13-year-old, and I was like, well, you know, they announced the villain, and he was like, yeah, it's going to be so-and-so. I'm going to, we're going to remain, we're not going to say it. No spoilers there. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> if you don't know, then you don't know like, who Aquaman is. And I was like, yeah, who else? <laughs> You're not going to go see this movie. <laughs> he was, I was like, who else would they get? And he's like, well, Mom, it could be Ocean Master, or and then he went down, like, this huge list of, and I'm like, you read too many of those I encyclopedias. Just, I just thought it could be, like, <laughs> Japanese whalers <laughs> poaching, <laughs> poaching. Isn't poaching that shark, the... shark poachers or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, the so the other who's, who's that guy that kills Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite pet shark. <laughs> um, the second piece of Jason Momoa news, which has me confused because I'm half excited because Jason Momoa is awesome, and I'm half not excited because I love this movie. But uh, they're they're doing a crow remake, which I think we've all known. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he he's been in talks to reprise the role that was mm. uh, well done in the original one. Well, I think what, the only thing that would bug me about that is the man is so beautifully huge. Yeah, he is that, so much bigger. That than it Brandon doesn't. Lee. Yeah, that it feels like unfair that he would be like kicking the shit out of people. Well, the crow was a lankier gothic type mm-hmm. person, but mm-hmm. he was but he was pretty slender. That's a link. Well, that's what I meant. Lanky, slender type person, and yeah, yeah that, I've met Jason Moe in person, and he is huge. Wait, yeah. what? When? Uh, Motor City. At Motor City uh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, chilling at the bar with him. Yeah, he was a really pretty, kind of cool guy. He yeah. stayed most of the nights and drinking. Fuck you. Oh, oh, oh was this before you came and joined? Yes. Us? Oh, I'm sorry. Sucks to be yeah, you. Sorry. But yeah, the, uh, he, yeah. Damn it. I liked his Conan. Uh, remake. I, I liked him as Conan. He's beautiful. But again, there's there's he's another so, example, full circle, yeah. of the writing just being bad. They just tried to do too right. much, and I'm like, he's Conan. Show him like uh, finding something. Everyone else dies, but he survives because he's freaking Conan. And then he spends all of his money on booze and horrors, and then let him go on to the next adventure. Right. That's every Robert E. Howard <laughs> Conan. <laughs> but instead, you have to make him noble. Like people care. He has feelings for other people. Like no, no, he is he is pure male ego. Yeah. Man. But yeah, he was a good Conan. I like him. So I, I don't know. I don't know. The, I, I, I mean, love I the crow. The crow is pretty crow. I mean, yeah. he's got the long hair, which is part of the mm-hmm. the drab. But I, I don't know. It. We'll see. We'll it, see if, if it's still just in talks. The, the yeah, like, that always is. Just, well, and he's like the, he's the hot piece right yeah. now, you know, in Hollywood. He is a hot. Piece. Well, that was, <laughs> he is a hot man. That was kind of like something that I saw that I was going to bring up, but then I realized, oh, it's not news. It's just someone's talk of the Flash's meeting in Justice League. 
like having both flashes meet somehow with a flash like paradox within the movie. Um, I forget which which one of the two actors had said, "Yeah, it'd be great to meet the other one in it." But I was like, "Oh, like the TV version of the yeah, Flash TV version the movie that means just say they're different universes." Which I'm like, I can get that and behind that because yeah. obviously they kind of are different shared universes that mm-hmm. they're going for. But then I was like, "Okay, that's not." Uh, not news because that's just someone's that's opinion. That's just somebody who thinks someone's that it would opinion, be cool. man. Like, like our opinion. Yeah, so. so um, yeah. Lynn, you got another booze in a book this week? I do. So, did you guys know it's been 30 years since The Labyrinth came out? Yeah. That make what? You- <laughs> it does seem, though. I, I remember watching it when I was like one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure David Bowie's crotch bulge leaves an impression. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. my How best, can you forget that? My best friend in high school spent hours. That part of the tape of Labyrinth was worn out because she'd watch it and she'd rewind it and she'd watch it and it, so it was literally like David Boy's Crotch, David Boy's Crotch, mm. David Boy's Crotch for like an hour. I had to leave. <laughs> but so uh, in in celebration of the 30th anniversary, Arkea, which is a subsidiary of Boom, has put out the uh, Labyrinth 30th anniversary special, mm. which is a bunch of shorts, not. Bulging shorts? Yes. Bulging David Bowie shorts. <laughs> not, um, not like, retellings of the movie, but, like, side stories or things that maybe happened afterwards. It's uh, 10 bucks. It's a whole... It's essentially just, like, a, a smaller graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. If you love The Labyrinth, there's absolutely no reason not to read this. It's just nostalgic and awesome. And, and the, the writers on it were good. All the art was good. Um, but this really made me want to, like, I don't have, like, a specific booze, but it really, I just, I wanted to drink a whole bottle of mead when, I, when I read this. Yes, because to me, even though it's not, like, a medieval-type story, mm-hmm. but it gives you that vibe. Yeah. It was goblins, yes. which is kind of medieval, yes. which is kind of D&D, which is kind of... <laughs> mead, yes. My, my favorite mead comes from Bee Nectar Meadery here in Michigan. That stuff is super good. Any any of their stuff. They also make cider, by the way. Bee Nectar. Send me free stuff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drink it and talk about you more. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So Mead for everybody. <laughs> so, that, but that's that's, that's a good booze in the book. book. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyone to round out the show have a final thought? I do have a final thought. Oh, do you? I do. Well, thanks for joining for, us to give us that final thought. Well, uh... As we as we've proven here, you know we can all do better. And to give you some encouragement, I will quote uh, a famous Romanian gymnast coach for the 1996 girls gymnastics team when he told Carrie Struggs, "You can do it! You can do it, Carrie! You can do it!" And she did it, and she won gold. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stay thirsty for more Olympians. You can find Drunk on Comics on Stitcher, iTunes, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, and now featured on Podcast Detroit.